Welcome to Coach Pet Talk, the podcast for people who run their own coaching businesses. Each week, I talk to an expert who shares wisdom that helps us be better coaches and better coaching business owners. This week, I have got the lovely Michelle Adams on the line from Marvel Marketing and Clockwork Content. Now, Michelle, basically, in a nutshell, helps her ideal clients find their perfect messaging so that they can be magnets. Um, to their own ideal clients. I'm totally paraphrasing here. Um, but the thing that really attracted me to Michelle before I even knew what a wish she was in marketing is we're in the same coaching group and just listening to the stuff that she brings to those meetings is just phenomenal how much she's into conscious living. And those are the kind, that's the kind of person I am and that's the kind of people I want to work with and that's the kind of people I want to bring to you guys. So that is really why Michelle's here and just so happens that she's a marketing genius and I am working on my own my marketing strategy and we just started talking about it just a little bit in one of our follow-up calls and um, it was so clear that she has this magic formula that really makes marketing really easy and it's totally applicable to coaching business owners. So I was like, oh my gosh, let's get Michelle on the line and learn this amazing formula. So Michelle, thanks so much for coming on and um, being on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Benet. I'm so super excited to be here um, and just share this, the marketing formula that I've developed for your listeners today because there's so many gold nuggets in the content that I'm sharing that's given my clients some massive aha moments and clarity. So I really hope that that can offer that to you and your clients today. Okay, and just in advance, everyone, I'm probably going to be taking heaps of notes. So if my head is down most of the time, it's just because I'm taking notes just as much as you guys are. So grab a pen and paper because we're off. So Michelle, I'd love for you to tell us a little bit. What really um, struck me when we first met was how you transitioned from this big, super corporate executive life into the work that you're doing now. And I know that a lot of our audience have done that similar kind of transition. So I was just wondering if you could share a little bit of that experience and then we'll get into the formula. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, on a professional level, you know, I have had 20 years experience in sales and marketing. Um, and, you know, on, on that executive level, when you're working in corporate, you know, certainly in marketing, you're busy promoting that brand and you're selling that brand. And, and I had no problem getting up in front of, you know, sometimes thousands of people at a time promoting that brand um, that I represented. And so when I transitioned out of corporate to starting my own business um, and following my own formula that I developed, the biggest challenge for me was actually turning that lens on myself. And, um, you know, it's one thing to represent a brand and talk about a brand and a company, but when you have to talk about yourself, it was so intimidating and there was just the discovery that I learned from that that I now help my clients with was the biggest transition that I experienced and the biggest challenge. Yeah, I'm sure so many of our audience can relate to that, like ignored, or you can even leave a comment if like you can totally relate to that, that it's kind of easy to look outside and give feedback, but when it comes within, like that's kind of the, the harder work to do. So, and I know I've definitely <laughs> uh, wow. seen that. I can look at my coaching clients and then, yeah, it's obvious what I mean, they should do. I look at myself. You know what else? It's, it's the budget. You know, you go from having these big budgets that you can spend on, on marketing and, and, you know, you, you just, you're starting a business and, and it's just a one man band and you don't have one, the resources that you can lean on that you're used to having and two, the budget to spend on what you want. And so you really have to, really drill down and, and clearly articulate what it is that you're trying to achieve 
because you know you just don't have that that same budget and, and bank account to fall back on right right okay <laughs> so, and given that you know a lot of us probably don't have these massive marketing budgets and I'm, I'm guessing that this new strategy that we're going to mm. learn is going to be something that we can do with with very little budget am I on yeah, that right track? absolutely this is the exciting thing about it you really don't need a big marketing budget to spend it's just if you follow this simple formula um, you really can attract the clients that you want to attract um, you can build trust and you know when you follow the formula and you do it correctly you'll have your ideal clients wanting to do business with you they, you don't even have to ask for the sale so you know um, you know I've come across so many amazing you know products and services that, that go nowhere or they're they're stuck because they haven't developed a marketing strategy to help them reach their business goals and so it really doesn't matter whether you're a one-man band or a, or a large national you know, enterprise. Every business needs a clearly defined strategy, marketing strategy to reach their goals. And I love Robert Kiyosaki's quote. You know, I heard him say this live at an event a few years ago. And he says, marketing is the engine of your business and sales is the fuel. And I love that because it's so true. You can, you, know, you can have an amazing product or service that you offer, but unless you've got a plan on how you can reach and share that with your ideal audience, then unfortunately, you know, we just don't go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. You've, um, you've touched on something, uh, maybe you'll repeat that again. Um, so let's just get really clear. So, you know, imagine that I know absolutely nothing about business, nothing about marketing, and you're telling me what a marketing strategy is. How would you define that? Mm -hmm. What is a marketing strategy? Yeah, so in, in basic terms, it's really a marketing strategy is essential to the success of a business in order for you to share your product or service with your target market. So a good marketing strategy ensures that you connect with your ideal clients um, and educate them on why your product or service is better than or different from your, your competition. And, you know, when you get it right, your ideal clients will be asking to do business with you, not the other way around. Okay. Um, is that clear? Is that? Yeah, I think so. So what I heard then is a marketing strategy, it's essential to your success. Um, and it defines, I suppose, how you're going to connect to your ideal clients and how you're going to educate them on your product so that they just want to buy from you. Yeah, absolutely. So as we go through the formula, more of it will make sense. But ideally, what we need to do is we need to build trust with our, trust with our audience. Um, and so, you know, the, the benefits of having a clearly defined marketing strategy is that, you know, in the age of distraction that we're in today, how on earth can we get our, our ideal customers to pay attention to what we have to offer? Um, you know, more and more people are stepping into that entrepreneurial space and it's getting harder to get eyeballs on your content. Um, and in fact, I was just talking to someone this morning about this and, you know, we, it used to be seven times it takes for someone to see your product um, to, to make a purchase decision. Um, it's now 12 to 13 times. Oh, wow. And they say by the year 2020, it's going to be more like 20 times. So it is getting more and more difficult to, to get your content um, and, and attract your ideal customers. So that's why it's really important that we have a marketing strategy and a plan to guide us along the way. Yeah. 
That's fascinating, that shift. I had no idea. I thought it was still the eight touch points and then, you know, you got your sale. <laughs> wow. Yeah, <laughs> That's crazy. Okay, so um, I think we've covered, you know, really why somebody needs one. One thing I, I want to cover off on, you know, in, in my, my audience, we've got some coaches who've been coaching for a long time and they've got quite um, bedded in uh, businesses and some people that are just starting. Do you think that, and some don't even have a niche yet. So given that, that range, do, do they all need a, a marketing strategy? Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't matter what size business you are or how long you've been in business. Um, this, this, you can pick this up, you know, anytime. And, and I definitely recommend that you do this sooner rather than later um, because the, the formula works, you know, for any business and especially well for coaches. Um, so, you know, and if you're starting out, you may not have your niche yet and that's fine. Just follow the steps and take the action and your niche will, will appear soon enough. Uh, I love that. I love that. And, and that's, um, that's something that kind of an underpending philosophy that I, that I've noticed in my years of, of working with coaches is how powerful just momentum is and just putting one step in front of the other. Like you may not have all the clarity and the, I know exactly what I'm doing kind of feeling, you know, <laughs> but just yeah. that, that movement helps you uncover things. And, you know, maybe you'll need to pivot. You know, you don't need to know all the answers yeah. right now. You just need to keep, start some movement. And I can totally relate to that because I felt that, you know, when I started my business, you know, a few years ago, it was just, I knew these things. I was like, everyone says you need to niche, you need to niche. You didn't need to be really clear on, on, you know, your purpose and, and all of these things were just so overwhelming. Um, and so I was just, I didn't know really who I was serving, who I wanted to serve. And so I thought, you know what, I'm just going to take the steps. I'm just going to throw it in the air, take the steps. And it just really just revealed itself so beautifully by me taking action. And now I know my niche, I know who I'm serving. And that clarity is just so powerful. Yeah, so yes. <laughs> you don't have to know your niche, but there's some steps that we'll cover today that will help you um, discover that a little easier, which I'm well, super excited. I'm sure that everybody is, is, is ready for me to just stop talking. Let's just get into those steps. So let's, let's get into it. What's this magic formula? How can we do this for our coaching business? Well, you know, the thing is, is that, you know, I see so many businesses that, that try marketing, you know, they spend money on a, on a flashy website, you know, they post content that they think is relevant. They try Facebook advertising and it just hasn't delivered the results that they'd hoped. Um, and they often just throw their hands in the air and say, oh, well, I tried that. It just didn't work for me. But, you know, here's the thing. Digital marketing used to just be a numbers game, but now it's also about personality and connection. Um, you have to speak your ideal client's language. You have to be really clear as to who you want to talk to and you've got to get their attention and build trust. So, you know, that's where a clearly defined marketing strategy that builds an audience of your ideal clients and not your family and friends or a fan club who will never buy from you. Um, you know, it's really all about getting clear and clarity. So the first step that I like to... Um, that I like to sort of work through is really, um, and this is, this is so much fun, is, um, is creating, so it's step one, it's creating a vision, mission, value statement. So if you haven't already done this for your business, it's an absolute game changer. 
Um, it doesn't matter, you know, like we said, whether you're a one-man band or a CEO of a large corporation, you are the CEO of your business. And so we need to think like the CEO of our business. So, so create two things, the vision, mission, value statement, and the second is a purpose statement. And you'll end up using this through your, through your marketing. Um, so you might think, oh, what's that got to do with marketing? And it is very relevant because it gives you a real clarity around what your unique value is that you offer. Um, so a quick, I'll just give you a quick guide as to what some people might not know, what a vision, mission, value statement is and, and how to create that. Um, a vision is basically a dream of where you want to be. So it's, it's the honourable purpose that would make you and others proud. It's got to be clear and precise. Um, it's where you want to go um, with your, business, your big picture vision um, and short and sweet. You know, you don't want it to be too long. How short mission, should it be? Just a one-liner. One-liner. Just a one-liner, ideally. Can you give us an example uh, of like a really, a really good vision statement? Yeah, so, um, so a perfect example of one that I did the other day on another business that I'm working on is to, um, is to basically um, help, help businesses change the way they look at customer service and create customer service or excellence in customer service, um, a global impact on customer service. So it can be big, like big and juicy and um, really, really clear and precise, you know, that, wow. that short yeah. sweet, really yeah, so powerful. This, this company. When you say it, yeah. Yeah, so when you say it, it just gets your, gets, your, gets your juices going. You're really excited. Like, and My juices are already going. <laughs> Funny. Um, yeah, so, so a global impact on customer service and how yeah, businesses. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So I know in my business, when I like realize that universal coaching systems is kind of like an advocacy ad, advocacy company for coaches. Like we look at what's happening in the market, we look at the trends, and then we look at products that are relevant to help the change that's coming. So to really support that group. And once I had that, it was like, ah. Oh, I knew what I needed to do. Um, but yeah, before, before I went kind of global and kind of what difference can I make in the, in the world, it, the game was really different. And it wasn't as, it's like, I'm so inspired to wake up and work on my business every single day. Cause like, how cool is that to, to do that every morning? <laughs> yeah. And that's where it really aligns with your purpose and your values. So that, that, that clarity that you can get, then again, it just helps support that. You then identify, it helps your clarity around who you want to target, who your ideal customer is, what your niche is. So this is, this is step one is really powerful and, yeah. and, and so much fun. And, and it really just aligns with um, why you're doing what you're doing, you know, why you love your business so much. Yeah. Okay, so we've talked about vision, but there's still some other stuff in step one, so we better, we better get going. Yeah, so look, let's just, um, we can always, you know, come back to that a little bit later if we have time, but your, your purpose statement is a little bit similar to your vision, but it's, it's, it's your big picture. So it's what you want to achieve. And so you can, using your purpose statement is great to use throughout your content. It might be your tagline as an example. Just a short, powerful sentence that conveys your brand's essence, um, if that makes sense. Yeah, well, and can, do you have a good example of that? Um, yes, let me find it. I should know what it is, shouldn't I? 
I put you on the spot. You are putting me on the spot. And while I don't know if you can, I, I can't actually um, answer questions and look for things at the same time, but I'm going to ask a question anyway. Is the vision mission the same statement or are those different? To other vision mission value statement different to your purpose statement? Sorry, is the vision mission value statement one statement? Or it's is one it statement. One, okay, yeah, okay. one statement. Yeah, one statement. So many words in it. I just wanted to clarify. Cool. Yeah. So, um, so here's an example of one. Again, very. It's the business that that I'm also working on um, as well at the moment, and it's helping businesses to foster excellence in customer service, one review at a time. Right. So it's helping businesses with their online reputation. Mm-hmm. And so that's a great heading for a website. So that think of it, think of it that as your headline for your website, your purpose statement. What do you do? What's the solution that you offer? Yeah, great. Okay. So step number two is to map your sales funnel. And this can often feel a bit overwhelming, so I'm just going to keep it really simple. Um, you know, I'd normally draw this on a whiteboard, so I'll just try and explain it as best I can, you know, for our listeners and hopefully they can visualize it. But Think of, think of a funnel, and an actual plastic lab funnel um, with the wide top and then the narrow base. And, you know, at the top we've got what we call cold traffic um, coming into the top of our funnel. So this is where we're starting. We're starting with a cold audience. And our priority here with this cold audience is to build trust. The best way to do this online is, as an example, is to create, um, is to give your ideal audience value you know, help your ideal clients solve their problem. They're often, they're often problem unaware. So, so to build trust and, and build rapport um, with that cold audience, it's, it's give them value. So, so cold traffic are at the top of your funnel. You know, and I have a lot of clients that, that say, oh, I don't want to give away my secrets or um, that's what they pay for. But, you know, how well is that working for you really? So yeah. I, really, I really challenge that because people aren't necessarily working with you for your content. They're working with you because of you, the solution that you provide and what you bring. It's not the content. The content's great and it's powerful, yes, and obviously it has lasting changes, but they buy from you because of you, not because of what you're selling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I, just, I, I want to just add on to that. I, was, uh, I recorded another interview last week and... Um, one of my favorite marketing gurus as well, Mark, Mar- Marlon Marusha. And he was talking about people don't buy you, sorry, they don't buy your content. Um, they're, they're buying you to help them with the execution. And I loved yeah. that. Like they want that guide, that support, which is exactly, uh-huh. they're, they're buying you as, yes, I trust this person. They are going to hold my hand. They know their stuff because they've given me so much value already. So I love how that just compliments each other yeah and most people do want someone to hold their hand they want don't want to do it on their own and that's where you can support you're the guide that you help them through that journey and so you know once you've built trust they you move they move down the funnel and they become warm traffic and so they're now warmed up to you they they trust you and they're interested in what you have to say they feel connected with you and this is where you become an influencer and, and that phase is called solution aware. And so you, this is where you want to disrupt their thought patterns and be, like we said, be the guide in their story and be authentic. Um, and so when you've built trust and connection, 
you're now seen by your ideal clients and your target audience as an influencer in their eyes because you've been speaking their language, you've been speaking directly to your ideal client and they're now hot traffic and you're ready to tell them about your offer. So they become product aware. And this is where you give them a call to action because you need to tell them what to do and you close them on your offer. And you know, like I said before, if you follow this formula to the T, nine times out of 10, you'll find that your ideal customers will be asking to do business with you before you even need to ask for sale. Right. And so, you know, one of the questions I think you had mentioned earlier was, you know, timing, you know, what, what, what ideally does a sales funnel or your, your marketing strategy look like in terms of from start to finish? And I always like that, that 90 days um, timeline. Um, and when you're starting this from scratch and so this you would continue with this throughout your your business um, and just revisit it you know every 90 days and check in Mm. Um, if you've got an audience of your ideal clients already then this can be a little bit less because you've already warmed up your your audience Um, but the phase cold to warm um, to hot traffic is you know the cold to warm is the most important in the funnel Um, and so what you might find is that you know, you might go back and just revisit, you know, some of the steps just to get, you know, am I still talking to that same ideal customer? Is the language the same? Is there anything I need to tweak? And then you might give it a break because you've got so much, it's been so successful that it's worked and you've got all these clients coming in. You might just give it a break for 90 days and then start again when you need to fire it back up. So can you, can you talk a little bit about, or maybe it's coming in some of the later steps, but are we going to go into any more detail into how you actually get people from cold to warm to hot? Or is that our next interview on content plan? Uh, Yeah, no, I've got, I've got lots of, lots of content still to come for you on this one. Great. Okay. I'm dying to know. How do we do it? Sounds amazing. (laughs) So step three is to create your product value ladder. Um, so most of you have probably heard of a value ladder before. Um, this is really the business, I guess, side of the, the marketing strategy. Um, and then we'll get into more of the juices. But the, in, in, in basic terms, you know, a value ladder is basically um, a method of mapping out your product or service offering, you know, visually an ascending order of value and price. So if you think of um, a ladder, you know, up steps of a ladder, the value level increases as does the cost to work with you. So write down what services you sell and your different pricing structures. Um, when you think of that set of stairs, at the bottom of the stairs, you, you know, you're talking to your cold traffic. They're at the top of your sales funnel. So what are you offering your audience for free to bring them into your funnel? So this can be a video series, you know, a mini course, a webinar, an ebook, a PDF, a quiz, whatever it might be. There's lots of different um, tools that you can use, you know, as a lead magnet. Um, the strategy that I use for my own business is content across my social channels um, with marketing tips, adding lots of value. And then I add a call. This is a really good little kind of throw-in tip and something that works really well, um, that a strategy that I use. And so I add a call to action at the end of my videos that offers a free cheat sheet. So if you haven't had a pen or paper handy during this video, I'd love to share it with you. I've created a cheat sheet. Drop me a comment below and I'll send it straight over to you. By dropping a comment below, it's one, it's getting them to take action. Um, 
two, you're also getting more organic reach thanks to the algorithm because they're commenting. So it's then being seen by the people that, that are following them. Um, and the amount of calls and direct messages that I get from people who've seen those videos, even at this very early stage of the funnel, is, is really quite astounding. And so sometimes it's, they don't even place a comment. It might just be they'll send me a direct message or pick up the phone and ring and go, I love that video. Can I work with you? That's so awesome. that's a, a really hot tip, yeah, with, when it yeah. comes to some content. I, ha- um, I, have a, I have a question about that. So, I mean, that's, a, that's quite a manual process for you or like how much time does that take you I guess on on average a week just to to respond to everybody who says yes I try and schedule time um, three or four times throughout the day so I'll do it in the morning after I've done my morning routine with my meditation um, and coffee and I'll go okay I'm ready for 15 minutes of social media um, and then during the day and then sort of mid afternoon and then, you know, 15 minutes at night if I'm, if I'm, you know, if I have the time. Okay. So I really do try and limit it because it can get so time consuming being on social media and the distractions are the biggest thing because, yeah. you know, you start looking through your feed. Yeah. Like, um, oh. <laughs> yeah. And so I read, that's really helped me, right? You literally have it in my calendar and it's scheduled. Okay. This is my time to respond. I already have that cheat sheet prepared and ready. I've done it in Canva. It's a PDF. I've got it ready to go. Um, and quite often it's the same PDF that I use in a number of different videos. Yeah. And it always has a call to action at the end of that cheat sheet that gets them to take some action and an opportunity to work with me. So, and is that call, I'm curious about that. We were having this call in my um, coach springboard mentoring group last night. So, um, it, and it was how you, how you link your content to your call to actions and how you level your call to actions through those different touch points. So mm-hmm. your video had message me or comment below to, and I'll send this to you. So they're not even going to an opt-in, which is fascinating. Mm. Um, so then you're directly sending it to them and then they open that thing and then it says like book a call with me or what's your call to action usually in your freebie? It's book a strategy session. Um, And is that free or paid? Paid. Yeah. So I do, I do offer a 15 minute free, um, call. Mm-hmm. Um, and that also gives me the opportunity to interview them and see if I want to work with them, mm-hmm. um, vice versa. And that's when I then tell them, okay, the next step, if you'd like to take this further is, you know, what is basically a strategy session where we can get really clear on, on your, your marketing strategy and how it's bespoke, customized for your business. Cool. Um, and yeah, so that, yeah, that, and that PDF with your call to action basically is giving them links on how to do that. And the thing is, though, we're, we're so, I mean, it's, I'm not against email opt-ins, but honestly, my inbox just, I get so overwhelmed with, with emails and you've got all these things that you've subscribed to over the years. I literally emailed detoxed a couple of months ago and just unsubscribed from everything that was no longer serving me. And I felt so good. <laughs> we just... Yeah, we're just so bombarded with things now that, you know, Messenger is definitely the new chat platform um, that I love communi- communicating with people on Messenger because it's personal, um, it do- it's not invasive, um, and it, it works really effectively for me. Yeah, uh, I'm very curious. I've been do- using Messenger just kind of organically, not really strategically, 
but it's huge. Like you can just close clients really easily if you're in the, if, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, anyway, yeah. We may have time to talk more about yeah. that, but we're only on step three. Okay. Um, I know. So okay. we've, got our, we've got our value ladder. We've got the mm -hmm. free thing that gets them into a 15 minute conversation that sells them into a strategy call in your situation. Mm -hmm. But I guess that's the thing is people need to map out what is that, what is yeah. that step? Yeah. So and if you think about coaches, you know, this might be an event or a workshop um, that you want to run, whether it's free or, you know, $57 or whatever it might be to get, you know, your, your cold traffic traffic into a room. Um, once you've, once you've built that trust and you've got, you know, warm traffic, you're moving them, you're stepping up on your value ladder um, in, and in your, down your sales funnel and you can pitch your next product. So if you've got a group of people in an, at an event in your audience, you might want to talk to them or pitch them about your retreat or your group coaching. Um, you know, you don't just go straight to that high ticket item. So your high ticket item for coaches might be that one-on-one -on -one coaching for 12 months as an example. Um, and the mistake that I see a lot of coaches make is that they're pitching their high ticket item too soon. So really remember that funnel and your cold, warm and hot traffic and that journey to purchase. Okay. So like a mindset question that coaches could always ask themselves would be like, what, so what, who is on this channel? Like, what about, um, um, uh, let's say Instagram, for example, um, you might have hot, cold and uh, and hot, warm, and cold traffic on there. How do you how do you play that? <laughs> yeah, look, it really just it really just depends on um, what you're using that channel for. So Instagram, it's it's actually my favorite channel. I love Instagram um, because it's it's a, it's so visual. You know, people really want to. It's a great way to show people who you are, um, and 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 make your brand, you know, that personal connection. So it's a really great way to build trust. So you can do that with images, um, inspiration, um, you know, motivation, education, um, Instagram TV is awesome for sharing, you know, longer videos. And again, you, you're, you're building that audience, doesn't matter what level they're at, to then get them to take action. So every post, you know, every video, you're building your tribe until you're ready to launch your product. And then guess what? I've got an event coming up. I'd love to invite you, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So step number four is know your numbers. So when you've mapped out your funnel and you've got your value ladder, you need to be really clear about how many clients you want and your costs to get those clients. And so I like to start from the top and work down your value ladder. So how many one-on-one -on -one clients do you want or can you manage um, and then work down from that? Um, and calculate your anticipated close ratio. So if you're running a workshop with an event for 50 people, how many people do you need to take action and open their wallets to take it to the next step on your value ladder? Um, and then what's it costing you to generate those leads? Okay. Step and number five, sorry. Did you have there's a, no, there's a lot in that one. Yeah, there is. <laughs> I can see, I don't know if anybody was like me, but it was like, Ooh. <laughs> look numbers is one of those things you know especially you know for us the, the the people that are creative you just you're visionary you want to work on you want to work on your business you know and not in your business sometimes and so but you really do need to get clear because at the end of the day it's the effect that you could have the negative effect that you can have if you've got too many people that really want to work with you and you don't have time for them um, can can be quite damaging to your brand. So 
um, when you're following this strategy, it's really important to go, okay, have an idea in your head of how many one-on-one clients am I really aiming for as your end outcome? Mm-hmm. And then from there, you can work back, okay, so in my group coaching, how many people do I want in that product? Um, then my event, how many people do I need at my event? What's my close ratio to get that number to the group coaching? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And then I guess there are, I guess people, people are likely to be, the event's big, the group is um, a little bit smaller and then your one-on-ones are even smaller and then there's a percentage at each point mm. that you can sort of start to predict um, how many people you need in each to, to close that. What if you don't run events? What if you're uh, like an online coach? Um, it doesn't matter whether it's an event or it's a, um, you know, for me, I'm in the middle of working on a free video series. So that's my, um, I, I just, I want to, I work one-on-one with clients at the moment and I want to reach more people. I can see the impact that the clarity that my clients get from our strategy session and mapping these steps out with them. And so I want to, I want to offer that to more people. Mm-hmm. So the free video series that I'm doing is basically giving them these steps for free. Um, and then from there, I'm then going to be selling them into a course that I'm going to be running online. Um, you know, seven to eight week course where we actually hold their hand it's a live course and we work through these steps each week Mm -hmm. Um, so that's my value ladder and then ultimately I have one-on-one clients that I work with Um, but you can only work with so many people right because you've only got so many times so how can you reach that you know me to many people as opposed to one-on-one yeah. Yeah. No, my big takeaway from that really is to start from the top. How many one-on-ones and then mm. sort out your numbers start from that, from that point. So if you yeah. only want to work with 10 or you only want to work with six, <laughs> that's going yeah. to be a big difference if you want to work with 50 or 20. And, and imagine you've got that number of clients now and your calendar really, you know, you, you don't want to end up where you're working 80 hours a week. We've all been there, right? No. So the whole point we're in business is to have this amazing work-life balance. So yeah. how many clients do you really want to work with? So that's where it's really important to know your numbers. Great. Okay. All right. Step five. Define your ideal client. And so, you know, this is also referred to as a customer avatar or a persona. Um, And it's the most important steps of all. And, you know, and I know this because I've, I've, I've been through this journey myself and, and this is also where you find your niche. So it really defines who you serve and who you want to serve. So um, the best exercise for this one is to create a list of your ideal client. And, you know, um, my coach taught me this, um, Kurik, who you know. Um, he's so amazing. He's, he said, who, who's your list? And I said, oh, well, I've got my list. And, and so he says, okay, well, well, give me something on your list. And so I said to him, um, they, they want to have an impact and, and share their their." their services with with the world and he goes oh well that's great so you know is that is that a um you know is that a who is that like what do they do what are they you know do they pay you on time like be really really specific and this has been a game changer for me in my business um and always refining that list and and i'm sure you can relate to benet because if you're not clear on who you're serving, you know, we've all heard that phrase, you know, if you market to everybody, you market to no one, you really need to be really clear on who it is that you're talking to. And so if you've not been in business for very long, 
you know, just think about who it is that you want to work with. Who are your favourite people? What are the what are the um, the what are their um, their their wants, fears, and desires? You know, what are their pain points and their struggles? Be really specific. Their values, as an example. Um, and then who are they? You know, are they male, female? What age? You know, some demographic stuff. Um, what do they do for work, as an example? So. Imagine, you know, if you're just starting out and this is new to you, then imagine you're creating a new Facebook profile for them. Um, you know, who do they follow? Um, what, what types of pictures do they post? Um, are they, you know, a, a single mum? Are they, you know, are they stuck in corporate and want to start their own business and feeling lost, not sure how to have the courage to take that first step? Whatever it might be, because this, once you're really clear on this process, it, honestly, everything just starts to fall into place. Your content becomes targeted to that person and this just makes this whole formula work magic. Yeah. And I just want to, I want to throw that in because I love how you mentioned, you know, Keurig's thing of make a list. Like what are the characteristics? And guys, I mean, because we're all coaches. So, you know, a lot of times if you're looking for your ideal partner, you'll make your ideal partner wish list. And this list is, it's very similar. Like you're trying to attract your ideal partner, <laughs> you know, in, in, in love with life relationship, you can do the exact same thing for your ideal client. And I think that that can take some of the pressure, some of the stigma, some of the, this is business work out of the process and make it a whole lot more fun and playful. And you might be really surprised about what kind of new things come up when you're not so focused on avatar or persona because it sounds so technical so I always like it when we can you know, put some fun in there or maybe you know go sit at your kitchen table get away from your computer don't type it write it you know? yeah. and how amazing is it these people just start showing up I know it's crazy yeah it's incredible and it doesn't matter you know whether it's you know it's a partner it's a client it's a, it's your perfect house you know that you want to design get really clear on what it is you know your, your vision on what that looks like so and that's super fun, that one. Start showing. Okay, that's re-inspired me. I'm actually writing some, some avatars. Oh, so there's, that comes to my other question. Do you just have one? Mm -mm, often. Yeah. yeah, so you, know, you might have different product types or different, you might have more than one business. So you can have you know, as many avatars in your business or, or ideal clients as, as what you want that suit those products. Um, but yeah, so same exercise. Does, you can still... Yeah, yeah, you just tailor your content and your message to that avatar. Let's, I, I would like to just touch on that a little bit more because, you know, I work with a lot of new coaches starting out and, um, you know, if they, I could imagine that if they have three avatars that they're trying to serve and they're quite different, then that could be really confusing because we, we get them to work on their signature program first and pilot that road test it with a specific type of person. Um, I'm just curious to hear what your advice would be on that. Like if you really are a new, new newbie and you're, you don't have, you know, your whole value things structured, you're not even, you're just kind of stepping into your niche for the first time. Do you yeah, think so for it, me, yeah, for me personally with my business, I have two avatars. Yeah. Um, one, one is entrepreneurs um, who are just starting out in business or who are stuck with their marketing. Um, so smaller, you know, smaller businesses or one-man bands. And then mm -hmm. I work with large corporates. So it's massive difference in both of those completely different customers. So my corporates are my one-on-one -on -one clients where um, I'm working with them um, 
strategically um, and then my smaller businesses is more of a, a bespoke 90-day marketing program that I offer and strategy sessions and so then when I'm talking to that client you know Instagram's perfect for that for that audience my corporates aren't on necessarily on my CEOs aren't following me on Instagram Got it. does that make sense yeah it does um, so did, were you, did you want to say something else on that because I have I, I have another question because like and I'm just uh, it sounds like from what you've just explained you you're, you're coaching your signature program for each of those two different clients is quite different yeah absolutely yeah and again so, that's so I have a different you know I have a different value ladder as an example yeah. I have a different sales funnel so this strategy really is based around your ideal client it can it can vary follow the strategy for each client type that you're offering yeah. Yeah. Um, and so LinkedIn is perfect for me for corporate that's where I that's where I speak corporate mm -hmm. and I'm attracting my corporate clients Okay, so it's like you're using this formula for both of them, but separately. Absolutely. They each have their own. So I want everybody to hear that, if you're, especially if you're just starting out. Um, like, and try keep keep your life simple. You know, <laughs> you can always expand later after you've mailed the first one. <laughs> okay, and, and you're fine by again by taking the action. You know, when I first started, I was taking on every client I could. And I ended up with all these different industries and. Um, different size companies and I was it was just so overwhelming so it just by taking that step and working with different people I then got really clear on who I wanted to work with and who I could serve best yeah yeah great okay anything else on step five no let's go to step six so okay. step six is what problem do you solve for your ideal client so if you can't identify what internal I love this what internal problem that you saw and I just did a video on this this week if you can't identify what internal problem that you solve for your customer, you must start there. You know, people aren't motivated to solve an external problem. They're only motivated to solve that problem because of how that problem makes them feel. Um, so if they don't feel frustrated about that problem, then you'll never sell them anything. You really need to have clarity before you get started on what problem that you solve. So how does that problem make them feel? Why are they frustrated? How can you help solve that problem? And what are the solutions that you offer? Okay, that's a big step. Mm. And you, awesome. you, that's when, again, you use that in your content. That's your headlines, you know, in your, in your video posts. There's a structure to the video posts that, that works really well around that. Always start with the problem. Um, and this, this actually goes into content, which is step number seven. So if, I'll just keep going with that if you're happy with that. Yep. So creating content, you need to create content that builds trust and provides value and earn the right to sell. And so we touched on this earlier. Um, and, you know, I've got, well, I've got some great content that I'll share content on content um, that we'll share maybe in another podcast. And it's absolute gold because it gives my clients back hours in their day and saves them frustrations of constantly coming up with, what am I going to boast today? Um, but, you know, basically, in essence, what I cover is that, you know, milliseconds is all you have to get someone's attention online. And so if you aren't speaking their language and talking to their pain points to help them solve their problem, then they're gone. Um, and so, you know, Seven seconds is what it takes to make a first impression when you meet someone face-to-face. -face. But online, people are flicking through that feed pretty quickly. Yep, you've literally got milliseconds. So, you know, the mistake that I see a lot of businesses make is they go into this, um, 
they talk about themselves and I've been doing this for 20, I, I mean, I could do that. I've been in sales and marketing for 20 odd years. I've got lots of experience. I help businesses with this and that. People don't care. Yeah. They really don't. They, they you know, our, our brains use 80% of our body's calories. And so it's wired to conserve energy and keep us safe. And so, you know, when you meet someone, they, they immediately ask themselves, am I in danger? And can this person make my life better? So don't make it about you. People don't care how long you've been in business and what you had for breakfast. You are not the hero of the story. They are. So wait until you've built rapport and trust before you start talking about what you offer. And keep it simple. You know, don't play that hero. Play the guide. Um, stop telling your story. This is not the time to tell your story and start inviting people um, into their story by talking to their pain points and, and identifying. They go, oh, yeah, I feel that. She gets me. Um, and, you know, then you can talk to them about how you can solve that problem. And video is so good for this. You know, if you're not doing video content, it really should form part of your, your content strategy um, to attract your ideal clients because it not only helps get eyeballs on your content, it's just such a great way to build connection and, and trust as a coach. Yeah, definitely. I've been getting into video more this year. I love and, your videos. Yeah, awesome. they're so exciting. Well, I'm thinking like, oh gosh, I have to go through those. Are, are they really, am I being the guide? Am I putting myself as the hero? So I can't wait till that content uh, uh, interview that we do. Yeah. <laughs> but on that, guys, like, look, if you have been telling, you know, you as the center of the universe kind of story and sometimes you'll get it right, sometimes you'll get it wrong, it's okay. Like, just keep posting, keep trying because you're developing and expanding your conscious awareness on, you know, becoming really good at this. And it, I don't, Michelle, you can correct me if you've seen it, if I'm wrong here, but like, it's not like you're just going to be perfect at all, all social media tomorrow because of one, you know, interview you've listened to. Like, you, it takes, Time and it might even take a year to kind of get those that posting um, pattern right. You know, yeah, like in the messaging it's and the. It's taken me years of. You yeah. Know, okay. really, the, the the journey for me, you know, really took me two years to really nail this. Um, and so I've I've been there. I've totally been there, and I've got it wrong. And so I, that's why I'm giving so much value, and I want to share this with you and your audience because this is a game changer for your business. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I'm starting to feel it like I get a lot of really great feedback because I started posting in, in this, this year, so 2019, and just posting videos and I'm just like, I'm just going to post one a week and I'm not going to be too hard on myself and I'm just going to learn. And some of them are going to be shit and some of them are going to be great and some of them are going to be flat. And, and it's great because just by doing it, I'm learning a lot about what was resonating with my audience, what people comment on and so on. So it's just a learning process and I'm, I'm not beating myself up and I'm not trying to be perfect. I'm just trying to get out there and learn. Yeah. And we can be so hard on ourselves. You know, we judge ourselves and or, or don't wait until it's perfect. Um, you know what, just take that first step, you know, because un until you start practicing and you start doing this, you won't get good at it. So you really do just need to take the first step. And, but people love sharing that journey with you because then you yeah. become relatable. If you just start with this super professional, um, you know, video that looks like you've spent thousands of dollars on it, no one's going to relate to that because they think, well, I don't have the budget for that. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's often... The, the clumsy, most simple videos that you're doing, you know, holding yourself with your selfie stick or whatever it might be yeah. that, that get the most engagement. 
Mm -hmm. It's fascinating. Like one of my most popular videos on Instagram is it was raining. I asked my eight year old daughter to, and I went for a walk and you know, with the dog and I'm like, I'm going to spin in the circle in the rain. She kept thinking, right? <laughs> like, I don't know. I think I'm, I tried to put some philosophical message with it. I don't remember, <laughs> but that's the most viewed one. I'm like, Hmm. Yeah. That and funny cat videos. Like wh where am I going wrong here? I'm trying to be too intellectual. <laughs> yeah. But you know, when it comes to videos, if you follow this formula, you know, talk to the pain points, be relatable and, and, and authentic. And so because we're time poor, as people are scrolling through these feeds, um, you know, I see this time and time again. And, and again, you know, some people just don't understand, you know, how to get the best out of their videos. But, you know, they're, they're so busy on their Facebook lives. I've got to do a live every day. And, and you know they get on and they they wait for a couple of minutes until people join and they're saying hi to Kathy, Bob, Tim, Fred. Really, like I've literally got thirty seconds. What's your message? How are you going to help me solve my problem? And now I'm I'm interested. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Okay, all right. So, are, how are we? How many more steps do we have? Last one. Okay. Step, Step eight. eight. How are we going for time? Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> So become an influencer. So the word influencer is, you know, thrown around these days quite a bit. And I'm sure, you, you know, you've seen the posts about, you know, hashtag influencer life all over social media. And look, not taking away from, from those who have created a fortune from it, but influence is not about good luck, timing or magic. There's a strategy behind building your influence and anyone can do it. You can do it too. So what, what, type of influence do I mean and it's it's not about having the most followers um, and it's not about inflated social profiles it's and it's not about faking it you can be an influencer without needing to be a size six and in your 20s with 1 million followers and how you do this is is growing a community of people who genuinely trust you because you've given them value and you've shown up for them time and time again. So this is really supporting the steps that we've already covered. Um, and so how do you become, build a community and become an influencer? It's what's the game changer is that you offer, is what you offer your customers, it's you. So how can you disrupt and challenge people's current way of thinking? Um, be, a, be a disruptor, it's changing, it's, it's a bit of a paradigm shift for them. So. So doing this will mean that some people will be for you and some people will be against you. Um, don't fear that. Embrace that because it's great. It means that we're drilling down to speak to the ideal customers that we want to reach and finding our niche. So as an example, you might be a life coach and you, know, you might be taking a stand against coaches that continue to talk about people's blocks, you know, their past stories and what's broken with them instead of talking about you know forward thinking you know helping them vision who they want to be so that's a that's you know that's that's being a, that's being disruptive in a sense and and you're becoming it people people are inspired by that they're thinking oh I like that I don't want to talk about my stories um, or what's wrong with me I want to talk about who I want to be and that person that I want to be so when you break down those disruptive beliefs for your audience it's a massive paradigm shift for them. You change the way they're looking at things and you create real credibility and influence to build that audience if you're at target market who begin to know, like, and trust you. Yeah. And you can bring your own story of struggle into this and how you took that journey um, 
and being relatable. And this inspires and motivates your audience and establishes trust. And your third party stories are also really important too, which help with social proof. That's great. Oh, I love that disruptor thing. That's <laughs> really good. Something that um, has come up for me in this year is just to, to really go, go with, you know, you don't need to create a multi-million dollar coaching business, everyone. Like you can build a happy lifestyle business as a coach and, you know, work 20 hours a week and, you know, just have a really good, happy income. And I think that's something that, um, you know, I've been, I've been toying around with, like, can I be brave enough to say that? Because that's not what all the gurus are going for. And, you know, so uh, that's great to hear you say that. <laughs> and the thing is, too, with your content, you know, you don't have to be posting a video or a Facebook Live every single day. You know, if you're following this formula and you've got a real clear message, you're clear on what, who you're talking to and what, is, what your message is, you don't, you can do it twice a week and still have the same result. Yeah, it cool. really doesn't. It's so, you, so that's where it just gives you so much time back. Um, mm -hmm. And that pressure is, is just feels so good to, to have clarity around that. I love it. Okay, so I'd love for us to um, get some feedback from you know, some of the insights or, or um, from, from, from listeners. So Michelle, what question would you love for, for people to respond to you know, in whatever channel they're, they're, they're yeah. viewing or listening to this interview? It'd be great to see some comments on, on what you think is the internal problem that you solve for your ideal client. And this, is, this isn't an exercise. So by doing this and sharing it with us, uh, it's going to help you with this step um, in this, if you follow the strategy. So yeah, share with us, you know, what internal problem do you think you solve for your client? How does that make them feel? And uh, yeah, we'll do our best to reply and respond to each comment. Oh, I can't wait to see and throw in there too what country you're listening from because I always love, um, I love it when I put it out to my audience where you're from. We get people from everywhere and it's so cool. All right, Michelle, thank you so much for your time today. If people want to learn more about you and maybe grab that, um, is it a, a mm. beat sheet or was it a video series? Um, how, can they, how can they get a hold of that? Yeah, so I've, I've, I've designed a, um, a PDF um, for you, um, especially for your audience today that covers everything that we talked about. So you can download that um, from my website, which is just michelleadams.co just .co, um, or, you know, I'm sure you can pop it in the show notes uh, for your listeners. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, I'm also, I've got, I'll have the free video series also available. I would love to share that with them as well. So you're welcome. You'll be able to find that on my website too, to, to watch that. Okay. Um, and follow me on Facebook for some marketing tips and drop me some comments and share with me, you know, your journey and, um, yeah, it's been great talking to you. Thank you for the opportunity. I really hope that your audience has got some great value out of this today. And yeah, look forward to supporting any way I can. Yes, I look forward to having you back because um, Michelle's, we're going to do another interview next week. And that's going to be all about putting together your content plan. So something I'm also super keen and interested in. So look out for that. All right, everyone, thanks so much for uh, your time and attention today. Um, please go and like the show on whatever channel you're watching it on, and we'll see you next time. Happy coaching.